Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. With the big, bold flavour of HP sauce, making breakfast legendary. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Zoe Lyons is with us this morning. Morning. You can text the show on 812.15. You can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Good morning, Zoe. Thanks for joining us today. It's always lovely to see you. Nice to be here, Frank. You bring a breath of sea air. Thank you. A whiff of salty air. Yes. She lives in Brighton. It's <laughs> yeah. not, not that she just smells a bit. Bears and like salt water. She works, yeah. the show. she works in a chip shop in Ealing. <laughs> Pet seagulls sat on my shoulder. I love seagulls, you know. Do you? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm pro seagulls. No. Yeah. You love an underdog, don't you? Oh, people... is that a maverick? Yeah. They are, they're little characters, the old seagulls. Ah. I had a standoff with a seagull in my car the other day. What was just it? Wouldn't in, mo- it would not car. move. It would. It wasn't in my car. That would have been well, a bit weird if car. I just. I was in the car. Seagull was on the road, and it it wouldn't shift. And it was that thing of, am I going to have to run over you? <laughs> really? Hold on, I don't know. I don't know the end of this story. I do. So yes, yeah. you did have to run over. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It did waddle off, but it gave me a proper look as yeah, it sort of yeah, like yeah, come on. Excellent. I was once. Um, Alex Jones of One Show fame tried to put them into a room on a one. I wouldn't have it. The seagull? No. Characters. I'm with her. Anyway, uh, it's, it's lovely to have you here. And it's lovely to have you here as well, Al. Don't Thanks. get me wrong. But, you know, you're a bit of a fixture. Um, I'm we a don't fixture, have to make, yeah. We don't have to make a special deal out of it. That's Thank what you. I think. So, um, <laughs> first thing, can I say, can I, I... I was making a sandwich last night, and I took um, two pieces of bread out of my bread bag. You call it a bread bag? Is it... Is it in a bag? I'm already well, loving comes, this it comes story. In, it comes in a bag, doesn't it, bread? I don't mean yeah. I've got a special bread bag that <laughs> I keep bread in. Mm-hmm. Like a bread bin. Bread bin, of course, I find very deceptive because it sounds like it's been thrown away. No, it's where it's kept. Yeah, yes. rubbish. Anyway, so you wouldn't have a meat bin, would you, where you kept your meat? <laughs> so, uh, so this bread, I've actually, I actually took a photo of it and sent the photo to um, Daisy because I thought that, that it looked a bit like a, an Easter bunny, the slice. You know, when you get bread where they've just, they've completely thrown away the idea of the rectangle altogether. Mm-hmm. And it's all indented in the middle. And I was putting cheese slices on who are slaves to the rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> and the two Very keen th- observers. Yeah, the two together, horrible overlap, and oh, yeah. they were like cloud-shaped. This was it bread. sliced bread? Sliced! It was sli- well, then that's what unacceptable. What that's happens? Unacceptable. Was it mush makes- bread? Is that what the problem no. was? Was it like artisan? Or- <laughs> no, it wasn't artisan. Oh, you shouldn't... <laughs> it was Easter Bunny bread. No, but... Not we'll, on purpose. We'll put the photo, we'll put the photo on I'd like the, to see the photo. I want, I I'll want show the photo and we'll put it on the goddamn website. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time this thing was stopped. What is it? You get the big air bubble in bread? The hole in the bread, though, is unacceptable. It's, it, 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 that's where the mayo falls through. If you've got, oh, if you've got a hole in the what middle... What falls the, through? The mayo. Oh, mayo. the mayo. You've never got any sort of... So they said the mayo. The mayo. <laughs> Yeah. The you Daily post, Mail falls post, through the hole in my you bread. You could post mail into one of those um, slices with the air bubble in the top. Mm-hmm. I think you could you could go to a to a premiere, taking one of those slices as a clutch bag, 
and nobody, <laughs> nobody had even noticed. Just hold it by, hold it by the arch crossed section, yeah. And you could turn up with one of those slices of bread with the air bubble in the top. There should be the, the price we pay for bread. And what is it? Mm-hmm. Eight quid a loaf? I, I think a slice <laughs> in some shops. Eight quid a slice. Yeah. yeah. Somebody should be in puncturing those air bubbles early in the process. Yeah. Because we're not getting the bread that it, we, 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 you know, we've been um, led to believe we're getting. Yeah. That's my little uh, protest. There you go. It's not right. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We've got a text in from uh, Rita536 about seagulls uh, from my neck of the woods. Uh, my sister lives in Hove and uh, she was heavily pregnant and walked into Tesco for a bar of chocolate. Walked out the shop, opened the bar to take a bite. She felt a flapping and a sky dog, brackets, seagull, never heard that expression before, <laughs> no, but I'm quite enjoying dog. it, had swooped down onto her right shoulder and stole her galaxy bar. That was three years ago. It happened again three weeks ago in the same place, but he stole her dairy milk. I'm not sure if it was the same seagull. That'd be really freaky. Well, I don't know. I'd start to worry if I, I've I been imagine stalked. they have they have pitches. They're like, yeah. you know, they're like buskers. And off, it must... Like the same seagull must think, oh, do you remember that time that I got that dairy milk here? I'll go back here yeah. and hang out. Yeah, again. I reckon they do think that. Yeah, why not? I once had a seagull steal a lamb chop from my lit barbecue. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. what I mean about yeah. them. They're absolutely fearless. Yeah. They're like raffles. They're like rats. R- raffles, the, the the Victorian jewel thief. Oh, right. <laughs> not, they're not like raffles like you get in a pub <laughs> where you can win, like, a leg of lamb. Yeah, unlucky. No. Lose um, a leg of lamb, more like. But that, I, I mean, that whole bar of chocolate result yeah. is in it for a seagull. Yeah, that's a or is it? Imagine, can well, they can eat they, chocolate? Yeah, can they have it? Well, Doesn't the weir- it? weird thing every now and again in Brighton, we're walking down the street and a, and a starfish will land on you. Have you ever, have no. You ever, yeah, because they'll they'll pick up the starfish from the seafront, the seagulls, and then they'll they'll, get, they'll carry them so far, and then they'll go, "Now this is a bit heavy," and drop it. And I've had a starfish land on my head. Well, you should put it in your pocket and save it for a rainy I will, day. I will. I, what I do is I nail them to the ceiling of my bedroom, so it looks like I've got a, a sort of universe in my. <laughs> that house. sounds like a yeah. great idea. It's the more organic version of the fluorescent stickers. I think if I, I lived there, I'd just have it on the side of the bed for jewellery, <laughs> for rings, dangled stuff. Oh, yeah, it, yeah, looks yeah. A bit, it looks a bit like. Uh, uh, Janet Jackson's. Uh, remember when she had her um, <laughs> wardrobe malfunction? Yeah, I do like remember. A starfish, uh, <laughs> I remember nipple, it well. Nipple, nipple yeah, stamp. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'd been yeah. dropped there by a seagull. We don't know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Just Everyone then. blamed. Um, what's his name? Justin Timberlake. Mm. I think they did. Yeah. Turned out it was a seagull. Mm-hmm. Ruined, nearly ruined her career. Did he? Yeah. Um, She's still alive. Yes. Oh, <laughs> oh good. No, I was thinking of the wrong one. Never um, mind. We've also had an email. It's the in brother, front. wasn't it? It's the brother who died. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. I like the idea that he's quantified by how famous she is. The brother, <laughs> but, you know, never one, happened. Of the, one of the family. One of the family went down. The That's brother. all I know. Jackson down. I think that was the headline. <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jackson Down's a very uh, unsuccessful uh, animation. <laughs> Have you ever seen? It? Yeah. Was yeah. that the uh, precursor to the rabbit one? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's mainly Joe Jackson eating him with a big leather strap. <laughs> mm. um, Red thighs, <laughs> shining like fire. We've, uh, we've also had an email. Do you remember Joe Jackson's quote when Michael no. Jackson died? 
He said, uh, well, something very strange went on. One minute he was live, next minute he was dead. <laughs> so he said, yeah, that's the normal order, Joe. It's good to meet a fully qualified doctor at the <laughs> scene, though, isn't it? Yeah, don't mean many of them in the Jackson house. <laughs> Um, anyway, that's the topical stuff out the way. <laughs> the, the, the wacko jacko routine. Yeah, exactly. And the uh, wardrobe malfunction. Oh, dear. You're listening to uh, absolute <laughs> 90s, isn't it? That's what they should do. They, they should, that's what they should do. <laughs> they, on the decade stations, they should be doing, like, on, on absolute oh, 80s, yes. they should be doing minor stripe material. <laughs> if we could get on... If we could get on absolute 90s, I've probably got some stuff about the Millennium Bug still kicking yeah, around. I've got, got me Golf War stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll have to sort this out. Yeah. Because what they're doing, the presenters are living in the modern world, and on the music's in a different decade, they need to um, even things up a bit. Yeah, totally. Let's, I'm all for that. Let's compose an email to the powers that be. We can action this. Okay. Um, we've had an See, email. We don't have email at absolute <laughs> 70s and 80s. Oh, that's trouble, isn't it? Write it yeah. on parchment. Get your fountain <laughs> pen out. Uh, um, uh, well, yes. Absolute. My, my peerless one too far. Yes. Mm. We've had an email about something I said in the show, but I'm very happy to come back to it if you want. Or no, no, no. Oh, okay. No, we're, no, we're, my God, Miss Jones. <laughs> we're bashing on, are we? Um, we've had an email entitled Big Men in Small Cars. Now, I don't know if you remember a mere week ago, you got a bit tense about uh, my suggestion that fat men in very small cars was funny to look at. I don't um, know if you can say fat anymore. Zoe, you're, larger, very, you're extremely larger, politically correct. The larger <laughs> Extremely <fat> politically <laughs> correct. <laughs> yeah. Honestly sounded like he was going to say you're extremely fat, yeah. didn't it? <laughs> it um, sound like I'm sat here cross-legged in a poncho, no. yeah. which I am. Yeah. I should say, in case you don't know, Zoe is 38 stone. <laughs> <laughs> So, so this is a tense moment. And currently also. sat in a chinky cuento. <laughs> yes. Bless you. Well, I look, where um, you get your food from is your business. <laughs> so the, uh, the email, hello, listening to the podcast of last week's show, I was very amused by Alan's suggestion, notice very amused there, uh, yes. of recruiting a fat man that'll, that'll to be, be on the Edinburgh poster. <laughs> very amused. Uh, of recruiting a fat man to be the new presenter of Top Gear and be squeezed into small cars. It reminded me of a school friend 30 years ago. He was big and ginger-haired, a kind of spherical Ron Weasley, and inevitably his first car was an original white Fiat 500, which are the tiny little ones. Okay. Um, another friend who went, in, went on to become a journalist described watching him get into the into, into his car as like watching an orange squeezing itself into a ping pong ball. <laughs> I'd pay right? to that's see po- that. That's yeah. poetry. Yeah, so. that is beautiful. Good, yeah, yeah. We'll have that one. Rather than uh, fatty abuse, that is... <laughs> I don't think I did po- any fatty yeah. abuse. No. Of course, I, uh, on one thing we don't have on this show is anti-gingerism. No. No, I've got one in the family. Changed my view completely. <laughs> <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. That's that. That's, that's that. That's done with now. I've out. I've outroed it. Uh huh. So forget about it. Outroed. Good. That's what they what they call it. It is. Faded out. Oh, Very anyway. slick. Um, can you never look at me and say faded out? Again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Very bad for morale. <laughs> I gave you a proper dirty look as I did it as well. Yeah, I did. You don't get many dirty looks. No. I tell you what, I haven't had for years the glad eye. <laughs> Do you remember that? What's the yeah. glad eye? It's what you, you look at, give someone when you fancy them. And they used to call okay. it the glad eye. I got one this week. Did, did you? Oh, yeah. it happened so rarely that I properly noticed it. I was like, yeah, Brilliant. still got it. Do you want it. to give us the details? Um, I, th- I think it was the glad eye. <laughs> 
see, now, now you've been pressed on it. Conjunctivitis. They were, the other. It could have been just the wandering eye. Yeah, or, yeah. The yeah. lazy eye. To be fair, actually, they were wearing sunglasses, so they could have been looking anywhere. Well, you can't, oh, get, the, you can't no. get the glad eye from someone in sunglasses. Unless they pulled them down onto the crook of their nose. I'm and really desperate. Oh, that, <laughs> that would be sexy. That'd be a good letter. I convinced myself it was the glad eye. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't know what's more embarrassing: being caught in a lie or catching someone in a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Often thought that. <laughs> so I went. I went to the dome this week. Oh yeah. Um, you know the dome. The, the, dome. Uh, the uh, much mocked Millennium Dome. The we millenni- should be doing went- this on absolute naughties. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I went to the Millennium Dome oh. and. Um, to see, um, I'm not calling it by its new name. No. If people want to get their brand on this station, then damn well pay for it. Yeah. So, um, I went to the Millennium Dome, <laughs> to the, uh, to the Elvis exhibition. Uh-huh. Are you aware of this? Yeah. Um, Sorry, every time you bring up Elvis, I always go, uh-huh, and you never <laughs> notice. No, I never, never noticed. It's been four years or so that you Sorry, still haven't let noticed. You down. I'm, I'm finally broken. You. You've, had to, uh, you've had to do it with a footnote. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I'm I'm an Elvis fan, and so I went along. Do you know Elvis? I've uh, heard of his work. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, I liked it. It's it's, it's clothes and uh, stuff he owned mainly, mm-hmm. uh, which you have an interest in. Don't you? Yes, there, there was mm-hmm. a there was a leather wrist strap stroke support from the uh, 1968 <laughs> TV special. Why well, support? Well, people used to wear those when I was um, a youth, those mm. those leather wrist straps. You know the ones with, like, three little buckles that yes. go across? And they used to call them um, wrist supports then. Right. And I think that was their justification that they weren't wearing them just for vanity, which obviously they were. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be fair, some of them were heavily into archery, mm-hmm. so that was different. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Was Elvis into archery? No, I don't, think, I don't think Elvis was into Not that I know of. Um... It, just as well he wasn't, yes. I would say. Yes. <laughs> um, I think that, there could have been some terrible stories based around that. <laughs> Audience members just dropping from the balcony. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, I, I, I made me think, you know, I, I, you know I'm, I'm a bit sensitive about my thin wrists. I'd love to get uh, myself uh, a black leather wrist strap, but I don't know if I could uh, carry one off. Cuffs. Yeah, a bit like a cuff, like a like, like a, a goth, Wonder Woman, like a goth cuff. would wear, <laughs> like a Wonder Woman cuff. Yeah, like a did Wonder you, Woman cuff. W- wonder, Wonder. Did you say Wonder Woman? No, as, Wonder as in a woman who wanders. wonders. Just, no, yeah. Wonder Woman. She had the cuffs, didn't she? That'd be a good mm-hmm. name for it, and a kinder name for a bag lady. She's a Wonder Woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. Wonders. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Um, I, I don't know if I could carry it off. It's a bit like, you know when you see those blokes who wear, like, leather necklaces with seven or eight beads just at oh, the front? Yeah. I mean, you mm. know, they're basically saying, yes, I've done yoga on the beach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but, have surfed once. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have a problem <laughs> with those people. And I don't want to fall into that particular trap. You with me? Yeah, I think I think you might be able to carry off the leather cuff, though. Do you think? No, I see. Don't I wear remember. it on the same day as your leather crown. But <laughs> no, well, think... one's gold and one's black, as well. It's yeah. all goes a bit Wolverhampton. I don't know whether I'd go for leather. Maybe knitted. <laughs> it's a different. Yeah, it's, it's a, a different, different look, but yeah. like a tennis sweater. The trouble is, I'm hoping hmm. to do a little bit of falconry with it, <laughs> and I don't want him to get his um, his talons caught in the knit one pearl one. <laughs> <laughs> 
That would be uh, awkward. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Oh, yeah, I tell you what they did. They were selling, um, you know, the, the, the classic um, white jumpsuits from the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had the originals of, of several of those, but they were also cool. selling uh, facsimiles. No. One of them was about four grand. What? A f- facsimile? Yeah. <laughs> a fax? No. No, not a, a fax of one. I mean, an approximation a, a, of it. Yes, exactly. Oh, I think I'm totally confused. Not, not a fa- yeah, Why would not you a want fax. one of Elvis's old faxes? People um, love memorabilia. Oh, no, you could, you could say get more for one of Elvis's <laughs> old faxes, but yeah. this was. Uh, hey, send me through some more meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Stereotyping the king. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, um, I thought it'd be nice to buy one of those 70s um, jumpsuits, but not wear it professionally, just wear it around the house. Yeah. Imagine gardening in one. <laughs> white, though. Yeah. That'd be all right. You know, people no. play cricket in white stuff. That's yeah, messy. They get, they, get, they get covered in green stains yeah, on but that, their knees. Yeah, but that'd be quite elbows. good, wouldn't it? Well, having a, a Elvis jumpsuit with, like, green bits on the knees and stuff. <laughs> Like and lots of stuff rock. in the pockets. <laughs> and like when if it's a bit cold, you maybe wear a tank top over it <laughs> to, cover the, to cover the split chest. Thing. I think they're, they're, they're rarely accessorised. He wears no. a big belt. That's about it. Yeah, quite a dramatic collar on them. On the, on oh the yeah, other the mandarin big, big, collar. There's a big con- collar. Is that what yeah, it's called? You a mandarin collar? Is yeah. it? You weren't on the show when I had my uh, my bolt holes. I had a big spot on either side of my neck. Direct, yes. I had a kill for a mandarin collar. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, they, were, they were absolutely lined up. It looked like I'd removed, like, like the, the monster had took the bolt out. It'd been out. created. Well, like it had, a, you know, got had a couple of days off and thought I'll take the bolt out. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> had to go really. through an X-ray machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's it. The Frankenstein monster <laughs> at an airport. <laughs> that's what I look like. Anyway, um, I didn't buy one in the end. I was with Tim Vine, popular comedian Tim Vine. Like Tim Vine. Yeah, he was tempted. Was he? Yeah. He had uh, he had one of those mock up photos done with him, him and with Elvis got his arm round him. One of those oh, things. that's nice. It looked it looked uh, fine. I like it when um, celebrities get things like that done. Uh huh. Because you could think obviously you couldn't meet Elvis, but I'm sure he's got pictures of himself with arms around uh, all sorts of people. Yeah, probably. Lizzie, I think from Prisoner Cell Block H. Oh yeah. I think he's telling me he got, uh, <laughs> he's got that on a t-shirt, which is uh, mm-hmm. excessive. Listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8 a.m. on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps, and in London and the Southeast on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Oh, I've had a, I've had a very eventful week, might I tell you. I went uh, to the night, I went to the, the opening of um, Sweeney Todd. You do love the musical theatre, don't I you? I do. So, at the, uh, are you familiar with uh, Sweeney Todd, Sondheim? Yes. 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 I went there. It was um, Emma Thompson and Bryn Terfel. Really? Doing it, yeah. So, I got invited to the opening. I was pretty excited, I'll be honest with you. Got in there, and uh, it was... Um, I had a great seat. Fifth row, middle of the row. Oh, that's good. I was two seats away from Jane Torville. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Uh, Martin Lewis, two seats away on the other side. What, the money-serving experts? Y- yes. Really? He must have booked them way in advance. <laughs> well, they were free. 
I always, when I phone up, I say, um, what's the closest seat you've got to Jane Torville? Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh... And I realise I'm on thin ice. Mm. Ah. It's rubbish. That's <laughs> rubbish. Can we cut that live? <laughs> oh. Should have been told. Mm. So Ages anyway, I got ago. there. Brilliant seat, middle of the road. Show started. Fantastic opening to the show. I, was, I thought I'm loving this, and I, <clears throat> I just felt a bit of a <clears throat> bit of a tickle oh, no. in the throat. And then I had, like, the most enormous <laughs> coughing fit. Like, a, a coughing fit when you think, I might, I might either die. You know when you start getting a bit lightheaded? Because yes. the, the, the air's not really coming in. Getting a bit, ooh, <laughs> ooh, baby. I got a bit like that. Ooh, baby. Yeah, and I was coughing, and, and people, I could sense hatred all around me. Um, you know, there's the, the big stars on stage singing. Yeah. And, the, and I thought, I've got to get out. And I... I, 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 I raced out, and you can't really race out from the middle of a, no. of a row. And See, what saw, was a benefit to your seat was then a, a yes. problem immediately. Yes, in in the no, you're right. The whole yeah. thing turned on a sixpence, oh. <laughs> and uh, and I also stood on some woman's foot. I mean, quite hard. <laughs> And uh, like a strappy gold shoe, you know, I had no protection. Didn't have about. a blade on the bottom of it, did it? <laughs> no, no, it wasn't her. And I went the other way. I thought I'm not crossing Jane. <laughs> I don't want to end up side by side at the end of Ravel's Bolero on the floor. The two of us. <laughs> so, um, no, I stepped on uh, some poor woman's foot, and I, I find that people tend not to um, wear metal toe caps to opening nights of musical no. theatre, so there was no protection. Oh anyway, I got into the bar, and my coughing fit continued to the point where a member of staff came over and asked me if I was all right. Mm-hmm. And I was just drinking water. Um, and then they said, would you like to come downstairs and watch it with the late commas? Oh. So, um, I assume that was a folk band who were going to be playing after. So, I went downstairs, and there was about eight people um, sitting in this little line of chairs, watching it on a screen. The tardy. Yeah, exactly, the tardy. And um, so I sat there. They, I mean, they were disgruntled, as you can imagine, because mm. they turned up for a lovely night out and not told they couldn't come in. And then I had another bit of a uh, coughing thing. So... Their night, which wasn't going great, <laughs> I couldn't even hear it on the screen because some. Oh, I'd just been moved. I'd been. Would you? It's as if they'd said, "There's a bloke at a cafe, coffin fit. Can we move him over as a punishment for the late comers? <laughs> a further punishment, because I don't think the screen really hits them hard enough." Did you get back in for the second half? Well, th- what it was. That creaking, by the way, is that, that's Captain Ahab who does his walk just above <laughs> us this time of the day looking for the big white one. <laughs> and, uh, there he goes. And, um, so what, what we were waiting for is what I believe they call in the trade a suitable break in the programme. Yes. Mm-hmm. So the, the, a man came out, um, a sort of a senior member of staff. Mm-hmm. And said, uh, "Okay, we're just coming up to a boat. We can we can uh, stand you all at the back." And I was thinking, this night, <laughs> I was looking forward to this night. One minute you're sitting next to Jane Torville, mm-hmm. the next minute they did bring round a tray of cakes for the latecomers. At no, one that's point. quite nice. Yeah. Wow. When Martin Lewis hears about that, he'll be in the latecomers queue for the free cake. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, at the end of the day, if, if, you, expert, if you've got like Emma Thompson, Bryn Turfle, one door, mm-hmm. and Patisserie Valerie, the other one, you'd probably go for the 
music, wouldn't you? Maybe you wouldn't. <laughs> I'm not a massive musical fan, so I might go for the pastry. You say you're not a massive musical fan. 38 stone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, well, I turned down the pastry because I thought I'd just, I'll end up just spitting. Oh, yeah. And, and it was Lent as well. Fit. I didn't want to go into the Lent thing, the late <laughs> comment. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we all got up to going, and I, th- I was even two miles of the going, so I thought a coffin fit at the back. And then this man just grabbed my forearm reassuringly and said, uh, We've got you a box. Oh, nice. And I thought, does he mean to stand on? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, on the terrace. Milk crazy kid. <laughs> but um, I ended up in my own result. I ended up in uh, in my own little uh, box there. Nice. Where I could, uh, and he, he, and it was, it was, very, no one else in it, just me. I, I could have whittled in there. No one would have known. <laughs> That's great. I'm, I'm, I whittle now occasionally, so we maybe don't know about this. I don't know about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm quite interested in it. You I, know um, what whittling is, yeah, obviously. Yeah, but, but a wood. <coughs> manipulating it. wood. Yes, exactly. I wasn't wood manipu- manipulation. Yes, I didn't. There was no mud, There was no <laughs> wood manipulation in that box, can I point that out? <laughs> good, good. But um, it, it was... Uh, it, they rescued... God bless them, they rescued what had begun as a terrible uh, evening. This is Frank Skinner. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Zoe Lyons. You can text us on 812.15, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. That was good. Thanks. Um, you happy with that? Yeah, yeah, I like the way you said that was all right. <laughs> That's good. Um, I, I, uh, I wanted to pick your brains about um, April Fool's Day this week because I'm, I'm normally very anti-practical joke, but this year... That's odd, isn't it, really? As you're a comedian by trade. Yeah, but I don't think practical jokes are always funny, are they? Jokes, I think, are quite often funny. Well, jokes funny, aren't always funny. Jokes. You must have noticed no, But that. they're often funny. But, um, but, you know, practical jokes are often a bit mean, aren't they? When, when it's all done, like, people go, oh, right. And I'm not a lover of the practical joke. No, me neither. No. But I am. Um, I think. What about I, the impractical joke? M- much, m- much more fond of those. Is that when you pretend yeah. to be good at DIY? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, why? Why are they called practical jokes? They're not at all practical. They're very opposite of that. They're frippery. Yeah, it's, isn't it as opposed to verbal? Like it's a trick. I don't know why. Is that today's texting? That's today's eight, texting. Eight, why, eight, they 12, call, why are they called practical jokes? Well, eight, the textings on this show, Zoe, they they evolve. Um, <laughs> Organically, we don't, yes. we don't think about it. That's that's the way to do it. Best way to be. I think it was Mr. Ponch who said, oh, sorry, we? <laughs> So anyway, what happened was the captain again. I was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blow. You need some WD forty on that. No, that's, that's not the chair. It's my spine. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed a bit of a leakage around the coccyx <laughs> since then. Oh yeah. <laughs> Since then, it's uh, they're just like a pile of pennies that my uh, my spinal bits. Because <laughs> now the fluid's gone. Anyway, uh, so so did you? Uh, I did a couple. Oh, I did a good, couple, and maybe an anti-practical joke. But what happened was, I was uh, I was being driven home by um, by a friend who'd been on at the same show the night before April Fool's Day, and uh, and I thought. I got like two hours to think of something, haven't I? I could think of something, mm. and I've got a seven-year-old boy who I thought if I get him with the right thing, he'll be quite excited that he's been tricked by his dad. It'll be fun. So I got up 
and I said to him and my wife, I went, oh, it's a shame about that power cut this afternoon. And I said, there's like a programmed six-hour power outage because they've, they've overused the grid. They were talking about it on Talk Sport last night. That's what I said. I said Talk Sport. Talk Sport. I thought that made it sound quite credible. You've got to hinge like, it up with some pr- the fine detail. Didn't want to go too yeah. detailed, so Talk Sport was perfect. My wife works from home, so she was like, "Oh no, I'm going to be six hours without power." My son had a swimming lesson. I said, "Look, I'm really sorry, but when you go swimming, it's going to be cold because they can't heat the water." Yeah. But think about it: swimming in cold water could one day save your life. So we'll still go. And he's looking like, Ooh. yeah. And then uh, I she, like you. It's been implied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She yeah. went downstairs and googled it and caught me. So that that was that done. But then I realised, oh, I'm up at half past eight. I could get my mum and my brothers. I've got until noon, haven't I? Blimey, you're on a roll. Yeah, why not? Flushed with success. I sent my mum and my brothers a text message. Because um, you know I've recently passed my motorcycle test towards the tail end of last year. I sent them a text. Here we are, group one. Uh, early start this morning, back in Stockport where I did motorbike tests. Sit my HGV licence in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Wish me luck, people, and a it's kiss. A, it's a random practical joke, isn't it? The I'm doing my HGV licence. Well, I like that one, well, though. Yes. Pretty good, though, because mm. they're thinking, well, he's, he's an eccentric, Alan. He's, <laughs> he's obviously just trying to get a licence in every uh, vehicle going. It's one that Ali G never thought of. <laughs> The I'm doing my HGV license. <laughs> well, I then got a few different replies saying, you know, best of luck, you're so strange, it's a weird thing you're doing. And I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get a license for this and then I might start flying light aircraft. Mm. <laughs> and then I sent a group message saying, failed, turns out an emergency stop in an HGV is not as easy as I thought. I feel bad about the pensioner I startled on a zebra crossing, but I'm determined to take away the positives from this experience. <laughs> Quite good, that, I thought. It is. Uh, I find it a bit painful as I failed my first driving <laughs> test because I hit a pensioner on a zebra crossing. <laughs> <laughs> you did not. Well, I did. Well, you are a one-man practical joke. That's yeah, exactly. What I <laughs> yes, I, I honestly did. Was it well, April? It was in April. <laughs> I can't remember her name. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's jokes like that that make life worth living. (laughs) The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I wasn't very good this year. I was was busy. I was too busy to do practical jokes. That's what the football managers call a good problem to have, isn't it? It's a good problem to have, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) What I did is I I got in uh, at about, I suppose, about 5 o'clock. Maybe a little later, but it's not important. Mm. And I grabbed my son's hobby horse on the uh, on the way down, and I could hear him in the kitchen. And I just put the hobby horse's head round the door on its own, and uh, and waited. And then I heard um, hysterical crying, <laughs> <laughs> and it had really frightened him. And he had he had like a big massive crying fit. So it wasn't. Uh, Is this at five in the morning? No, no, this is five in the evening. Oh. <laughs> five it's in the morning would be... That would be terrifying. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but that'd be more like something from The Godfather. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Wait. that had been a hobby horse, though, in The Godfather, it wouldn't have been so. Is a hobby horse just a horse's head and a stick? Yes. Right, okay. Oh, OK. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
but I, I mean, I, th- th- I didn't show much stick, so it could have been a, it could have been a. I think a, I was picturing a pommel horse, you know, like the gymnastics thing. Well, if that would have, that would be <laughs> quite if that an undertaking. Poked its head round the corner, then yeah, yeah does it have terror handy. would have ensued. No, not really. So no, I had a bad year. Did you, Zoe? You no, had, I'm not a practical joker. Do you actively I not do one? No, I actively not do them. Mm. I thought I was mm. the victim of one at one point. It made me feel childish now. I, 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 I was. Uh, I took a job that. Um, you know, every now and again, doing this profession, you take a job that you think I shouldn't really be doing this, but it pays all right. And you think, well, I'll spend the money on something nice. But then when I turned up to do the job, it. It's one of those ones that was so awful that I actually thought, I'm like the victim of a practical joke. I thought there might be hidden cameras somewhere. Oh, to oh say dear. Who would take a job like this? Oh, this desperate woman would. <laughs> this desperate woman with a seagull on her shoulder, waddling you, her 38 stone. <laughs> you thought wearing, it was the Zoe Lyons exposure. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> I thought, yeah. Illusions of grandeur. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what I People saying, oh, I thought there was more to her than met the eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You gonna, you're not prepared to tell us what the terrible job was. No, I still need it. Good lord. Okay. Bite <laughs> <laughs> okay. the hand that feeds. I got hang. Um, um, I've been sent here a text. We've been sent a, a, t- a tweet, rather a tweet uh, from Jamie Jamie Smith. Smith with a Y. Is that a Smythe? Mm. Mm, could be. Mm. Let's Smythe call him Smythe. 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 Uh, it's it's a uh, it's a uh, it's linked to your oppressive twelfths. Which I know that you are. Um, oh yes, this is a bit of a theme on the show. That my, my um, in case you're new, uh, my alarm went off at six oh nine this morning because I don't see why it should have to be five past or ten past or quarter past. There's a lot of perfectly good minutes in between. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, leading on to this, Jamie has sent you a picture of a uh, of a traffic uh, speed limit sign that's uh, depicting a speed limit of eight. Which is quite Brilliant. that's quite out there, isn't it? It's quite common. random. That it's is uncommon. excellent. So that's quite just hard the kind to of keep thing. Too, isn't it? Well, they all are. Yeah. It is but impossible. I mean, but I mean, at least I'm, the I five on you. a dial is quite easy to aim for. An eight I'm on a speed damned. dial. I'm damned if I can do less than ninety-five on the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I impossible. find it hard to do eight in the HGV because uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm often unwrapping a Yorkie simultaneously. Will you watch out for those seagulls? <laughs> <laughs> How beautiful the whole thing's been drawn together like a fabulous pomp bag. (laughs) (laughs) You know what a pomp bag is? No idea. This is a pomp bag. Oh, I'm enjoying it. This is helping the people at home. What do they call them something else now? Drawstring bag that yes. was free with something. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what they call them. But, free bag. But we, because we wore, we used to have our pumps in them at school. Oh, yeah. pumps? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying pomp. Like circumstance. <laughs> yeah, well, you're not, you're not used to the accent. I understand that. <laughs> I'm doing my best, but I can't go RP just for this morning. It'll, um, it'll upset everyone. Should we try it? Yeah, why not? No, it's time for the advertisements. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. We've uh, we've had a text saying, Frank, hi Frank, Alan and Zoe, in order of how much I recognise you from this show. Um, practical jokes describe the person more than the joke. Someone who couldn't think of a joke so just elaborately injures you instead, i.e. someone who is practical and not at all cerebral. Rubbish, in other words. <laughs> Yours, Eduardo Suarez. Good name. Excellent. Yeah, okay, so that sounds like it might be a cerebral joke. Yeah. The name. Um... I once um, was in a I was in a paternoster. What with a woman? You know paternosters? No, I don't think I do. It's, it's a kind a of it's, it's a non-stopping lift. 
Right. So there's two open doors next to each other. And there's a lift that goes... Um, it's named a paternoster because um, that, that, that it's a reference to rosary beads. So it's like if you can imagine these compartments are on like one big rosary bead and they go round and round and people, you get in and jump out, they don't stop, you have to time it right. Do they go oh, between okay. floors? Yes. How do you not decapitate yourself? <laughs> because you're careful. What? Yeah, oh, yes. Sounds like a health and safety nightmare. That's a health and safety, that isn't health and safety. What Are you sure it? you're in the lift and not the dumb waiter or something? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm, presumably they still exist. Anyway, I went. I was at Birmingham Polytechnic where they were. Um, they were a regular thing, and I got in one day accidentally. I got in the wrong paternoster, so instead of getting up the one getting down, I got in the one going up, and I was on the top floor anyway. So I went up into the machinery. It was like a weird thing. There was like all big, you know, cogs and stuff. And then I shuffled across and came down the other side. So I thought it was quite a lark. So um, a, f a couple of weeks later, a girl uh, who I quite fancied got in with me. Um, and uh, I held her in. She said, no, we have to get out. This is the last floor. And I held her in as a joke. Uh-oh. <laughs> and uh, we went into the top, into the machinery. Uh, she was having a complete panic attack. And then it, uh, and then it stopped. Uh-oh. <laughs> I think the weight of two people was a little bit too much for the cogs. And <laughs> so we were stopped in complete um, darkness. And uh, she had, had a proper panic attack. She was punching my chest like that. <laughs> and, 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 and I remember shouting, why have you done this? <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't come up with a, a good answer to that. Uh, mainly because um, I, my, I couldn't get any air into my lungs because yeah. uh, my chest was being punched ferociously. And we had to wait for, uh, you know, to be released and stuff. So um, it oh. can go very wrong. And also the ones you get in the paper when they, you know, the spaghetti trees and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go. Yeah. If you've got any paternoster-related <laughs> uh, practical jokes, text 8, 12, 15. Or just, just anyone I'm who just, can I'm just written me down paternoster now, because I've got to Google that when I go. No, it, 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 I don't make up a paternoster. Paterno I've never heard of a paternoster. You might. You are very inventive. It's not my fault there's a hole in your knowledge, so... <laughs> Paternoster-shaped hole, evidently. <laughs> there was a not, um, not a very good uh, April Fools on um, on the Doctor Who websites. This. Oh yeah, it said that. Um, did anyone believe this? It said that um, Peter Capaldi had been sacked because oh. he'd uh, punched a Dalek. In <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, but it says in the eye stalk. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt if anybody <laughs> fell for that. I'm glad it existed in a way. But, yeah. But no, not not good enough. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, I think we should come back to uh, April Fool's Una Momento, but before that we've, um, we've got to deal with Paternoster Watch, because you said if... If paternosters do exist, let us know. And the switchboard's gone crazy. Well, I know they exist. If you, the switchboard's gone crazy. More or less call me a liar. <laughs> um, I have never heard of one. Just never. off the top of my head, George from Leicester Uni, was there was a paternoster and they used to dare each other to go over the top. Hi, Frank, there's a paternoster lift in Sheffield Uni. I've also been in the forbidden roof space. <laughs> 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 uh, 
I went to Birmingham Poly, 85 to 90, and was held at the ground floor. It then switched off when we went underneath in pitch black. It was 8pm, so it took a while to find a caretaker to See, turn that, on. That is the self-same Paternoster. Is it really? Yeah, Birmingham Poly. Maybe Paternosters are a Birmingham phenomenon. There was one in the Muirhead Tower at Birmingham Uni. Is that what you mean? Is that a different one? Well, I don't know if it's called the Muirhead Tower, is it? I, Green. I did the giant cog journey over the topmost weeks see, from Isabel in New Cross. You see, Zoe, you thought I'd make it up. Perhaps my favourite one, Frank, I knew a girl at school in the 90s called Sarah Paternoster. Hope that helps. <laughs> no praise for the show. P.S. On absolute 90s, I still know her. <laughs> I like that. Ah, that's good. That's good. That's good. Are they now out of circulation, though, now, Paternos? Have they gone? Have I missed my opportunity? Well, no, apparently. Chris from Worthing tells us... Uh, Frank, shame on your co-hosts for their lack of Paternoster awareness. Mm. Strike mm. them from the pub quiz team. Plus, behind the carpet Paternoster in any B&Q is the best place to take a nap if you're an employee there. There's a carpet Paternoster. Carpet Paternoster. Just simply for moving carpets. Uh, apparently so. And or it's carpeted. For a, a covered <laughs> nap. I love a carpeted lift. Oh, yeah. On oh, the walls. Yeah, on the walls is brilliant. If the building collapsed, you wouldn't even know. No. <laughs> you could be any side up and you'd still, yeah. be, you'd still be have carpet underfoot. So, yes. There's someone who sell them. They're they called a Paternoster merchant. As yeah. opposed to a pattern merchant, as oh, what yeah. we are called, of course. Indeed. Whatever happened to, um, to death pranks? <laughs> death pranks? Yeah, the, there always used to be a celebrity who, who died uh, at school. Uh, Diana oh, Ross was yeah. dead for years. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Right, Secretly yeah. dead. I think they happen on the social media now. The girl from Aqua. put the brakes on them. Remember the girl yeah. from Aqua? She died. She didn't, Did she? but she died um, right. in folklore. Terms. Yeah. Paul McCartney? Um, yeah, I mean, I suppose you could say almost anyone. Oh, no, but, but there, was, there was a few that, a few were, that were... Paul McCartney was based on the fact that he, everyone else had got a brass instrument on Sgt. Peppers and he got a black one. Oh. That's a sign of bereavement. And also on, on the Abbey Road, they all had shoes on crossing the um, zebra crossing, but he was barefoot, like oh, one so would be buried. Oh, OK. Yeah, zombies are generally barefoot, aren't they? Yeah, I don't know if they turn up for photo shoots quite so much as we might think. <laughs> or use zebra crossings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'd think you'd be a bit more, <laughs> yeah, you'd, a bit more reckless. Right? A cavalier road crosser, yeah. If he was dead already, <laughs> what have I got you'd be, be ambling across the M5. <laughs> Probably one around. of them that you hit on your driving test, didn't it? <laughs> Just a zombie. Come to think of it, the, uh, the entrails did come out all over the bonnet. <laughs> Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Probably the best April Fool is that um, Perry Edwards had told Zayn Malik that she was going to leave Little Mix when he <laughs> left One Direction. <laughs> and then she went, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> leave Little Mix, you think I'm mental? They're massive. <laughs> That's like the pop equivalent of you hang up first, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the pop equivalent of uh, Sid and Nancy. Yeah, it is, really, yes. <laughs> the failed suicide pact. I don't know if that was a suicide pact in the end, but it's a better story than it is. Mm. Um, what, what it could be. 
We've got one text just to bring closure to a paternoster watch. Uh, I once got pate nostrils when my pal <laughs> when my pal shoved a cracker in my face during a drunk buffet. I was smelling liver for months from Big Al Binko in Brighton. I've deleted a little bit of praise there for the show. Yeah, thanks for that. It's a lovely story, though. Yeah, it's a good story. <laughs> Smashing. So, what's what's happening? I've had a pretty good week this week. I had um, I had an interview this week. I, I was um, not not an interview. Fallback plan. Uh, yeah, fallback plan. What <laughs> <laughs> an interview, like a job interview, like, right? Just almost like a job interview. And um, I, I um, I'm going to do a little bit of volunteering work, and for that you need to go along and have a little interview. So good, so, so good hearted. I know, I have got, I've got an awful lot of spare time. Um, <laughs> I thought he was going to say love to share. <laughs> no, I'm very much available. So I thought I would share <laughs> my resources around, and I thought I'd, I'd try and do a little bit of uh, volunteer work, which I think is a good thing to do. I mm -hmm. think is a good thing to do in a little way. So um, I went along, and I, you have to have an interview, obviously, because they can't just take anybody. Um, no. well, they pretty much do, but you, you, <laughs> they do have to interview first. And um, it was the first interview I realised I'd had for about... Probably about twenty years. Yeah, twenty years. And this, this was a no-pressure interview. I, you know, it was. For, it wasn't for a job. Did you no. have to? Did you have to dress smartly? I, I brushed my hair. Okay. Yeah, over to the side, sort of. Uh, think Phil um, Oakey style. No, think more Bart Simpson on a Sunday. Uh -huh. Okay. Yeah, Sunday hair, <laughs> Sunday Bart Simpson hair, and um, he's got. I, because I hadn't had an interview for so long and it was no pressure, there was absolutely no pressure here at all. I reacted really oddly, though. It was mm. really odd. Uh, they asked me a question about my hobbies and I thought I might just burst into tears. <laughs> I don't know why I felt like that. Went, what do you like to do in your spare time? And I went, and you like to do a bit of running? Oh, so, oh um, no. I like skiing, but I don't know whether that'll be appropriate for volunteering. I just, please, I'm sorry, I need a minute. Remember when you didn't have any? Well, I, I never had any hobbies, so yeah. before I got asked, it was always walking and watching, yeah, walking. watching films. Talking, walking, breathing. <laughs> I learned, when I got a bit older, instead of films, I took the S off the end. Films. Because films oh, sounds yeah. much more <laughs> sophisticated yeah. than films. Yeah. I like films. I like film. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Any that's sort terrible. of film. Yeah, no, yeah. Did you get the uh, the non page so. job? Um, you have an oh, dear. I haven't heard yet. Oh. You have to have the police check and all of that stuff. Oh, and yes. I, I, you know, um I don't think I've done anything wrong, but um my memory's my memory's not so good, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah so, who knows? A couple knows? of blackouts over the years. Yeah, you know. Could could jeopardise everything, couldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> my dad always used to say that if anybody got murdered on his route back from the pub he'd never be hundred percent sure he hadn't done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's so. always that niggling doubt, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping he never said that in an interview. I don't suppose yeah. he ever did an interview. <laughs> but the thing that struck me was how how easy it is to say really inappropriate things in interviews because I know we bang on about you know t teaching kids how to do interviews for jobs and mm. stuff these days. And, you know, come on, just sell yourself. But actually, when you put in that situation, I completely melt down. And mm. I'm used to talking to people. I'm used to being on the stage. I'm really, really bad in interviews. After <laughs> I discovered this, I'm properly bad in interviews. Well, you probably never need to do one again, so don't worry about it. Do you reckon? That's the joy, isn't it, of stand-up? I did one for a job, and there was this, just me and one other guy in the room, and he was a bit like this with glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, oh, so I said, so where are you from? And he honestly said, well, you know, 
wherever I hang my hat. Oh, no. Oh, no. And I was so appalled, I said, uh, what hat? <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, it's like a, this is like a, it's like a song. And, and I made him explain it to me, even though I knew exactly what he meant. <laughs> but, um, he got the job. You were interviewing him? No, no, we were wait we were both waiting to be interviewed. Oh. But he got the job over me. What does that tell you about life? You had a better imaginary hat? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I had, um, I think I had a plumed fedora. No, you'll never get it with that. You were no, going no, up that. for jobs as hat models, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did I not mention that? Oh, God. I'm terrible at anecdotes. <laughs> Skinner, Dean and Cochrane. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute radio. I might, um, I might sign up for some voluntary work and just deliberately mess up the interviews now. It sounds mm. like quite good fun. Like, I always dream I've got things like a, um, like I'm, I'm usually on a college course and stuff like that, and I haven't been turning up to, I, I have that dream a lot. What, of missing things? Like I've got a prop, or, I'm, or I'm like t- I've got a job, or I've got a job that, like a, and then I think, why am I doing this job when I've got, <laughs> got my glittering career? <laughs> <laughs> I had a casting this week. That's very uh, stressful. Yeah, that can be stressful. Yeah, How did that go? Uh, I don't know yet. Oh, you know, no. you have to go and you have to learn mm. lines. And I'd, did they ask about your hobbies? <laughs> um, <laughs> in any way? I think they have to check that now. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Gandhi the musical. Is it? Yeah. You'd be brilliant in that. Yeah, I have to go in and sing. Gandhi, <laughs> baby. That's the opening bit. Yeah. High register, though, isn't it? Gandhi! Can you come out tonight? No, I'm on hunger strike! <laughs> um, <laughs> they were asking him out for a meal, is that what they Exactly. <laughs> I'd hope at Gandhi the musical that they have big white curtains that went up at the beginning of the show, <laughs> like a sort of toga. That'd be quite... What, to reveal an m- enormous <laughs> bare bottom? <laughs> <laughs> that would get my vote. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, d- I don't know how it went, really. It's no. Different. As you say, it's quite high. My, my falsetto was indifferent. Mm, the Guardian. <laughs> Thanks. I, I, had a, I had a Viva when I was um, at university. You, are you aware of a Viva? Um, yeah. Not a Vauxhall Viva. No. If, if, you've, if the exam is... If you're borderline. If you're borderline, you yes. go into, like, a verbal discussion of what you've written. What you actually meant. To see oh, if you can sounds, talk them over. Decipher what good. you were trying to write in crayon. And uh, I was, um, well, I don't want to go into too much detail, but there was a bit in this book about an astronomer who'd gone mad. Mm-hmm. And he said, the, the, the guy who was like the expert was interviewing me, he said, and, and, the, and the thing is, you suggest that, it, that, he, that he longed for, you know, power over the, over the planets. And, of course, he does, and it just, ha- you know, it just comes upon. I said, well, no, he does. And he said, well, I can't tell you, no, he doesn't. And I said, well, he does. And he said, well... Shall we get the book and have a look? I said, OK. So we got the book and had a look. And uh, and this other guy was with him said, oh, no, no, he's right. He does. <laughs> and it was one of those I was right, but I knew it wasn't a good right yes. <laughs> to be. So I failed that. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, so the secret in life is to uh, not always be right. But that day I thought, no, no, I'm going to be a bit of a git for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I've stopped with that, Zoe. No, it's working. Thank you very much. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. 
Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Alan Cochran and Zoe Lyons. You can text us on 81215, follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. What have we established this morning by text? That paternosters exist? Paternosters do exist, yes. Um, and and um, I think that might be about it. Okay, but that's, that's something. Um, yeah. That's that's near enough. It. We did have a text earlier that I didn't bring to your attention. Uh, you you mentioned that you'd had some strange shaped bread. Uh, Hi Frank and staff. I found a blue plaster in a loaf of fresh bread. Just cut past it and carried on with the loaf from John. <laughs> that could that's have been off uh, off a Premiership football. Mm. You know that taping that you see them with, with them on there? High-vis tape. Holding their muscle. I don't think it's for high-vis, is it? No, it's in case anybody <laughs> drives onto the pitch. They don't get run into. <laughs> yeah. Well, not unless you're taking your driving test again. Oh, yeah. It's all gone <laughs> yeah. horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah, that stuff. That stuff that holds your muscles together. Yeah, that yeah. sounds good, that, doesn't it? I could it's like an exoskeleton. Mm. exoskeleton. You are. Yeah. We've yeah. also had a text <laughs> from uh, reader195. My mum thinks you've got a fantastic smile, Frank. She says your nose crinkles and it touches her foolish heart. My mum is 55, <laughs> by the way. Oh, that's lovely. I'm really glad I'm You're listening to absolute flattery. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> I think when we get to our age, we can share the odd compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. It, and also proves I don't have Botox, of course. No. <laughs> no. Not on no. your nose, anyway. Don't people have it all over? Yes, you can have it, um... You can have it... In your nose? You can have it... Can, can you, you have, have it in other body parts? Can you get rid of bingo wings with I Botox? Hope you can have it in your buttocks, because Botox in the buttocks. <laughs> I know, I know, <laughs> it's serious. <laughs> Seems right to me. Anyway, but, we have a running theme on this show, Zoe, which you might not be familiar with, and that is um, the fashion designer, Karl Lagerfeld, mm -hmm. um, has got a cat... Something of the well, friend of the show, really, isn't it? It's featured about three or four times on our show, this thing. Um, it, there was a picture of it using a, an iPad, I remember, on one occasion. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. clears throat> and he claimed it actually could operate an iPad. <laughs> but he's an eccentric character. I think Carl Lagercan's um, collar's too tight. That's Carl, Carl Lagerlout. <laughs> Carl Lagercan, I like to call him. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yes, uh, he's, he's a man who, he likes a class. He likes a very high, high collar, but he's quite... No disrespect, but he is in, he's, in, he's in his 80s now, and I fear... Is that he really? Ever, yes, he's 80, 81. I fear if he ever took the collar off, his head would just sort of <laughs> roll over like a slinky. Perhaps um, he's got my, um, my papyrus throat. I think I've, got, I've got a dewlap <laughs> developing. <laughs> Perhaps I think he's keeping the whole throat whole thing tethered. Up. Yeah. yeah. I might get a, a diamante clasp. Yeah, yeah. He, he could go with your wrists, uh, your leather... Oh, ri yeah. oh, You've got the whole outfit oh, there. Oh, no, God, this, is, this has been like wrist the, supports the accessories catalogue. Neck scaffold. You are going to look a picture yeah. this time <laughs> next week. But a picture of what? <laughs> yeah, Lager Can's uh, collar is less of a, it's less of an accessory and more of a scaffold, I feel. Mm. I think it's, it's essential as opposed to accessoire. But what about Chopette? Yes. I was reading about his uh, over-pampered puddy this week. It is incredible. The cat has earned about three million euro in the last couple of years, doing yeah. a couple of <laughs> advertising campaigns. Is that morally acceptable? Absolutely. If okay. I had a cat that could do that, she'd be out there every day, bringing in the, bringing in the it's, wonga. It's, it's, I have to say, I once did a, uh, I did a corporate gig, personal appearance, with Red Rom. Ka-ching. Oh, yeah. With red, that's, you know, a, red that's an odd green room conversation <laughs> prior to the show, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. More yeah. straw, thank you. Yeah. I do. It wouldn't be the first time I'd co-ridden my... I've ridden my co... <laughs> <laughs> 
my co-host in the dressing room anyway. Um, Terry Wogan's listening. Hello. Uh, but I did wonder, because I think he got quite a lot of money for a personal appearance, Red Rum. Red yeah. Rum. Horses, once you get the colour right, they look pretty much the same, don't they? And I thought, well, if they've got a stables... Yeah. You'd, you'd specialise in that colour horse. You could be doing ten gigs on the same night. Yeah. Well, I do, yeah. They don't look the same. They don't all look... They look they'd notice if you much. rocked up with a Shetland pony, wouldn't they? Like, no, oh, no. Red okay. Rums. Maybe no, if it was all right. Off the telly, he's a lot Christmas shorter, Christmas when he got <laughs> desperate, when booking three yeah. kicked in. Mm. With Great Danes going out. Yeah. But I, but you could get away with half a dozen Red Rums. Oh, yeah. But, um... Uh, Chappette is quite a... This is why Carl apparently loves this cat so much. He is unique. No, but that's... It's He's not, unique. is he? It's what not. he should do is collect cats that look like Chappette and, and put them all them out. out at the same time, make a fortune. He's a rich man, he doesn't need to. doesn't need to deceive. She's got she's got sophisticated taste though, apparently the cat. She won't she won't just do any advert. She won't do she won't do cat food advert. It won't let her no, do food. No. She's too classy for that. Yeah. Or she said she's like too that. classy for that. Yes, she advertised um Vauxhall opals, which Is that right? Yeah. They're yeah. probably actual uh, opals. <laughs> yeah, opals. That were mined in Vauxhall. Yeah, probably. In, uh, <laughs> yeah. Just next to the Thames there. It has two maids to look after it. That's one of those has got the easiest job in the world. Well, both I? of them. I mean, they're both pretty Can easy jobs, imagine? but the one that is not pulling their weight is having a right old time of it. Can they? you imagine how much time they they spend on the smartphone? <laughs> <laughs> those maids just yeah. sitting there. I bet they have to bring a charger to work. <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. Absolute Radio. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Mm. Frank's sorry. had too much toast, ladies and gentlemen. I really missed time, my run. How unprofessional, I apologise. It's uh, a misshapen too. <clears throat> Carl's cat never does this. No. <laughs> no. Hey, Carl's cat um, has, uh, has made, like, that three million quid just from two different TV advert jobs. Yeah, that is big money. And Enormous. it makes me think, you know, if, sh- if, it, if the cat applied itself, it could make even more money. Like, st- from what I can gather, that's just being a model on TV adverts. Not even, not even the catwalk. Sounds like she'd be a natural at the catwalk. Yeah, and it never does any radio stuff. No. But the catwalk. Yeah. The cat, it's a cat. Yes, I get it. It's a catwalk. <laughs> I'm with you. I mean, I just can't understand why a model wouldn't be on the catwalk when it is a cat. It's perfect for it. I, I accept that. You say three three million euro like it's a lot of money, but it's a pittance compared to Ugly Cat. Why? What's Ugly, ugly cat? cat has made, I think, about $60 million. Yeah, well, but is, is it yeah. happy? What is Ugly Cat? <laughs> ugly Cat is simply I mean, I that. Know. It's just a... And is it a famous thing, ugly? Grumpy phenomenon. cat. Grumpy no. cat. Grumpy I don't, cat. Yeah, I haven't seen thing. internet phenomena. It's, it's an actual thing. Grumpy cat. I don't, I've barely million. seen any of them. I know about Charlie biting a finger, but that's a bit behind the curve. <laughs> I, went out, I went out with a catwalk model. Did you? Did you? Uh, yeah, this isn't the I really did. It feels like it is <laughs> well, going to be. They got a certain look about them, the catwalk model. Uh-huh. Hungry. Um, they're drawn. <laughs> it was, was quite drawn. <laughs> Um, but she, um, she was, um, she won't be listening. You know, they, they don't like them, um, they like them um, 
beautiful with a twist, if you know what I mean. Mm. So they're mm. like them. So from some angles, I would look at her and think, God, she's astonishing. And mm. then other angles, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. Just the turn of the head, and that's what they like. They like unusual nowadays. All right, what about that? But choupette, choupette is not unusual, is it? It uh, just looks like a cat. It's quite a pretty that's, cat. Is that Jimmy Jimmy Choo's uh, cat? Choupette. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ironically, Carl um, uh, Lagerfeld is is always with choupette near enough, isn't he? Choupette is the one thing he doesn't say. Shoe. Oh, God. Brilliant. I feel we're in a a deep pit. (laughs) (laughs) We're sieving through the litter of jokes. But last year, (laughs) it it earned slightly less than Cara Delevingne. I feel sorry for her now. I feel sorry for beautiful, rich Cara Delevingne. I do. But Cara Delevingne, what does she actually spend money on? Eyebrow tints. Well, she doesn't, does she? She gets free. She's down to get free makeup. She gets free makeup. Free clothes. She must get some free clothes. Mm. She lives on vapour. <laughs> she steams vegetables and then puts a tail over her head and inhales it. I mean, she she's spending less on food than the cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so she wins all on all... Uh, well, not on all fours. I fancy the cat. I'm back in the cat on that. If, if the pair of them fell off a balcony, the cat would land on his feet, but Cara Delevingne would take ten minutes to land. <laughs> <laughs> like she'd a take, leaf. Yeah, be taken by the wind. <laughs> so she'd be all right. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Hey, I went to um, a screening this week. You've been everywhere, haven't you? I have. Elvis exhibition, Sweeney Todd, and the Thunderbird screening. Oh. Which was, like, you know, the preview of the show that starts tonight, actually. Right. On, on ITV. And I was a big, I was a big fan of uh, the original Thunderbirds. Mm-hmm. And, in fact, all those Jerry and Sylvia Anderson, you know, <laughs> puppet shows. Yeah. You're yeah. aware of these, Zoe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know you're a young woman, but you must have heard of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even now, occasionally, if I'm driving home from somewhere, I'll get in the car and go, On our way home. <laughs> Which is what Robert the Robot used to say in Fireball XL5. Oh. I find that very satisfying. I'm going to do it again. On our way home. Which of the decade stations should that be on? <laughs> 60s. Absolute 60s. Mm. Absolute, absolute 60s. 60s. Yeah, that's, that's going to be my big jingle. Yeah. On absolute, <laughs> <laughs> on absolute <laughs> 60s. For drive time. Oh, perfect. perfect. On our way home at drive time. <laughs> God, I've got this Excellent. worked out, the decade channels. And, um, yeah, this, that was the one. You'd have liked it, though. There was a, a, a character called Venus in XL5. Right. It was a, a sort of a... Sexy blonde Scandinavian. Okay, I'm listening. But she was a scientist. Okay, handy. An advanced space scientist who also did all the cooking. Oh, on super. The space. <laughs> she sounds <laughs> great. You could. That, no, that would have been a job interview. Yeah. yeah. Do you Just, cook? I beg your pardon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll crack on with building the Hadron Collider after I've done the hoovering. That exactly. sort of thing. Exactly. She sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, d- different times. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. I showed um, my son, Boz, who's uh, nearly three, I showed him uh, an episode of Fireball XL5 recently. Did I tell you this? Is it? No. And he said, I said, what did you think? And he said, uh, it's like a drawing. Mm. And I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I, he kept saying, it's like a drawing. I couldn't, it, it, what he meant was, it, I realised he'd never seen anything in black and white before. 
Oh, oh right. And he was trying to explain. It's like an that. etching. Yeah, yeah, that's what he should have said. <laughs> yeah. The fall. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did you watch any of these, Al? Yeah, I remember them. I mean, I don't, I, I don't like YouTube them like you seem to, but you know, I remember. What do you mean? Them. I got the DVD box. Set. I like the oh, like get you. I like the Thunderbirds. Yeah, yeah. I, the Thunderbirds. I like the jerky movements of the Thunderbirds. I quite enjoyed those. See, all that's and, gone now. Yeah. This is, oh, this is sophisticated modern animation. Is it CGI and all that stuff now? I tell you, so many. I, I really liked it. It's. Um, I mean, this is the first episode, so there's a lot of action in it. I was exhausted after. Oh, it's really? all. It's, it's one. It's action upon action. It looks fantastic. And I tell you what, Lady Penelope now yeah. is pretty hot. Really? I mean, I think it's all right to say this about animated characters. Yeah, I, I thought be she, was, to she say was quite a good looker as a puppet. Oh, come on. Oh, was she? Yeah. I thought she was a bit Catherine Jenkins as a <laughs> puppet. Not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but um, mm. do you know what I mean? She's got... She had good hair as a puppet. Again, a bit Catherine Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. Um... And the, do you remember the angels from um, Captain Scarlet? No. Harmony Angel Rap. They were like pilot women. They were absolutely fabulous. Harmony Angel Rhapsody. Did they uh, also do the cooking? Cacophony. No, I don't think they did. <laughs> Travis the Angel. Cacophony was uh, Lynn. Your nickname when you went to the musical theatre. The <laughs> I day, think it was. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's an interesting tradition: the fancying of puppets and animated yeah. characters. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's the last it's it's now one of the last outposts of sexism because you can talk about you know whoa, fancy that lady Penelope whereas yeah. if it was a, an actual film you'd feel that was morally incorrect yeah look at the strings on that exactly yeah. <laughs> how long have you fancied puppets how long is a piece of string <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever um, tuned into womenlargejaw.com? No. no that's a different that's a different kind of a website. It's for men who like women, well, women, anyone who likes women with big jaws. <laughs> like abnormally big jaws, not, or just not a strong ab- not, jaw? Not like, you know, people who would, would have been in freak shows in yeah. the 19th century. I mean, people like, um, who's on it? Oh, Mini Driver. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I, yeah. I, I think I can appreciate a larger jaw. Yeah, we used to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I think you will. I don't plug much on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but when you do, it's I'm weird. I'm writing that down, put, Frank. Put, put womenlargejaw.com. Womenlargejaw.com. on there? Gina Davis is on yeah. there. Okay, Selma yes. Selma Hayek. Yeah. Actually, I, quite do, I, do, I do quite like a larger jaw. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, okay, thank you. I'll, there you go. Yeah, that's Let's my see. train journey. Aren't you glad you came now? That's, that's <laughs> going to brighten up my train journey. Thank yeah, you. lovely. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfectly respectable. It means head and shoulders shot. It's the yeah. jaws they're after. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. If I was going to do a, a website about women with large jaws, I don't know if I'd call it womenlargejaw.com. <laughs> Couldn't no. they come up with something better than that? Well, hmm. even the syntax is wrong. Surely it should be largejawedwomen.com. But it's not large, it's not even jawed, it's just jaw. Women large jaw. It's just a bloke just putting down basic, it's, it's what you'd Google Body it parts. under. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wonkyelbow.com. I don't know what that would be. And there you go. I've discovered a new pleasure. And it's, um... And relax. Is it daytime? Can it's we, daytime pleasure. can broadcast this. Um, no, I is, want uh, to share it, it with you. I thought you said, is it daytime? <laughs> the new pleasure? <laughs> oh, are you nocturnal? Yeah. nature? Very much like a, a chinchilla. I just <laughs> sit amongst shredded newspaper at home <laughs> uh, in the dark. <laughs> oh, lovely. 
people go, what is it? Is it a hamster? Is it a rat? I was like, no. <laughs> Um, I've discovered the pleasure of, uh, of, uh, of actually using coupons when shopping. This is a new pleasure I've do discovered. Do people still do that? Yes, Excellent. and it's coming back with a vengeance. And it's, uh, my other half, bless her, she's very good, she's quite frugal, and she, she will keep coupons when we go shopping, and you get, you know, you get your little coupons, sort of three quid off your next shop, and she always puts it in a drawer. A draw, and I know I haven't a used coupon them. Draw. a coupon draw. The coupon draw. There must be other stuff in the coupon. There draw. are keys that we no longer know what they're for, <laughs> mm. with odd key rings on, some plasters and some chalk. Don't okay. ask. Um, but recently, I have started remembering the coupon because that's the first thing with a coupon. You've got to remember that you've got it. Yeah. And yeah. I've started remembering to take the coupons to the shop, and I can't tell you what a buzz I'm getting from it. It's um, oh, please do. I got five quid off me shopping the other day. Five quid, practically free. You know, I just wanted to punch the screen, the self-service screen, in delight. It's brilliant. A lot of people are doing it. There was a woman in the news this week, Jennifer Drew. She estimates uh, she has uh, made savings of over £17,000 in three years just what? by using coupons. Brilliant. 17. I mean, she's bought a lot by. of stuff she doesn't need. She's, bought, she's got 52 yeah. tubes of lotion and tons of nappies. I don't even know if she's got a kid, but there you go. <laughs> I think she's got a child, but not of nappy age anymore. Well, That's the bit that I find... Like, yeah, but you can wear them like pants. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do rather for than, long drives. Throw them but also, they keep... Yeah. <laughs> Clean the floor with them. Grandchildren. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm glad of that. Also, people love a retro nappy. <laughs> yeah. A retro nappy. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Well, I, um, I, I don't know. Even when I was completely broke, mm. I could never be bothered to use actually going with a coupon. <laughs> I'd rather eat tree bark. <laughs> I don't take them to... Right, if you're using a self-checkout, you don't have to... Nobody has to know you're using a coupon. What do you do? You just have to scan swipe it. them. Oh, you, oh. Can scan it. you can scan your coupons. Oh. And then nobody need know you're being... See, I, I use the online coupon. I've, um, I occasionally, when I'm in the middle of booking a hotel, I'll open another tab and mm. just Google that particular hotel's name and discount code or something. Really? Did it yesterday. 30 seconds work. Got a fiver <laughs> off my hotel. I mean, if I could do that every 30 seconds for an hour, that would be quite a big saving, <laughs> wouldn't it? I could I yeah, but probably do, like, do three that? less gigs a year. Oh, Me. Five quid in 30 seconds, Frank. I was yeah. in, I was in um, a, a major high street chemist named after footwear. Oh, yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I went up and I bought... What's this shampoo I bought? And the woman said to me, um, we've got to buy one, get one free on this. Mm-hmm. I said, what do you mean? She said, you can have another one for the same price. I said, well, I only, <coughs> I only want one. <laughs> <laughs> she looked at me like I'd got a death to all skinheads tattoo on my forehead. Mm. You know that, you know that look. Mm. She was pro the skinheads, so that was the look she gave you. No, I'm, that was a, just a... I didn't know Why would a skinhead be buying shampoo? Oh, look, the t- <laughs> <laughs> I knew, I actually knew a bloke who had death to all skinheads tattooed on his forehead, and he got some stares. <laughs> I'll bet. But, uh, yeah, I only wanted one. How much shampoo do you need? But it's not perishable, is it? Like, I w- I've turned down the odd buy one, get one free on perishable foodstuffs, because I mm. think it's a waste of food if you have it and then you don't eat it. But you, sh- you could have just popped the shampoo in your bag and put what? it in a downstairs cupboard or something. I got lamb chops the other week. Twelve. <laughs> twelve in a, in a box. What? I mean, twelve... 
Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what, Sorry, that's, a, that's a serving for two in my household. Yeah, especially what? once the seagulls have been. Yeah. Yeah, but my girlfriend doesn't eat, isn't eat, wouldn't eat a lamb chop, so I'm basically at the last five, oh, to get those down. <laughs> I was, I was, it was, like, it was like drink, we only drink tequila. I was having salt, lamb chop, <laughs> and then biting a, a lime. <laughs> Killing me, honestly. I, what, how much stuff do people need? I know you're all thinking it's all right with your money, but I tell you, when I was completely destitute, I still never touched a, a coupon. I mean, in I fairness, think you're missing out. It's a real buzz. <sighs> Back then, your priorities were different, though, weren't they? Yeah. Oh, if they'd, if they'd had them at uh, Threshers, it would have been different. <laughs> <laughs> Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. Now, can I ask you two a question? This is a sort of a survey. When's the last time you had hiccups? Not oh, I, mm. I get them, I get them, yeah, when I bolt my food down a bit. Mm. I have to... So have in the last, so in the last month, say, would you have had them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, definitely. Yeah, probably last six weeks, I would say. Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, mm-hmm. when's the last time I had hiccups? <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that, that. That's the phone. I mean, I'm a big fan, but I just don't know. <laughs> no, thanks, I appreciate that, at least. <laughs> um, well, I haven't had them for um, 12 months. What? Okay. Have you been checking your diary? Oh, well, I just... Exactly. No, I just, you know, it's, I, I find them really annoying. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've just gone away completely. You've just chosen not to have them anymore? No, they just haven't happened. And this week... I, I did that, really eating something, and I thought, oh, this is a definite hiccup. And it just sort of went, hey. And then it went. <laughs> that was it. And I thought, it's really weird that hiccups have gone out of my life completely. And then I had a thought. Now, bear with me. Mm-hmm. You may remember, I, I, I've talked about this on the show, but um, it's probably been about 12 months ago now. I was in a, a second-hand shop in Birmingham, and I saw a, a medallion... Of uh, of Pope Pius the Twelfth, remember her? <laughs> <laughs> and um, so I bought it. Now Pope Pius the Twelfth, um, I don't know how, how good you are on popes. He was pope during Second World War. Okay, it's not my first subject, but I believe you. Oh, okay, well, yes, I mean you know you argued with me on Paternosters. This one now, trust me. Don't think I did. <laughs> and I think since I've been wearing the, the Pius the Twelfth medallion, I haven't had hiccups. Well, now you might think, well, what's that? But hold on, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh-huh. But Pope P- Pius XII died of um, heart failure, uh-huh. partly weakened by an incredibly long bout. I mean, I'm like a, over a year's worth of hiccups. What? He was wow. the hiccup pope. Wow. So was he, he really called the hiccup pope? Well, he was, he's called Hitler's pope, which is... <laughs> I know it's got more of a ring to it, but the Catholics don't like it as much. They'd rather be associated with indigestion than uh, fascism. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that might be hard to believe. But since I've been wearing the, the Pius the Twelfth, a man who had hiccups for many, many years, um, hiccups have gone out of my life. So has this Twelfth... Yeah. Oppressed your hip. Well, I suppose no. any pope has got a. <laughs> is he an oppressive twelfth? Yeah. Yes, I think he might have. Um, I think basically, I've 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 been party to a to a miracle. It's a small miracle. Hiccups based miracle. Oh. It'd be and more of a miracle if the next time you have hiccups, you hiccup just a loaf of bread and some fish as well. That would be <laughs> well, it's Easter. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Skinner, Dean, and Cochran together, the Frank Skinner Show. 
Radio. So, um, I'm, I understand Pius XII is currently up for um, sainthood. Really? And, you know, they need miracles to prove it. So do you think I should go forward? Is that what happens? Is it like, um... Yeah, you have to prove at least two miracles. Like a big magic competition, and if they get it, they get... It's a bit like... It is a bit like that. That's good, isn't it? Mm. I didn't know that was the system. I'd let him know. Yeah, what if I turned it round with my my, uh, no hiccups thing? That's good. That's a bit spooky. He must admit. (laughs) I might phone Arthur C. Clarke. Is Arthur C. Clarke still do his show? I think so. (laughs) All the good stuff's going off telly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. First Top Gear, now this. <laughs> so anyway, um, Zoe, thank you so much for joining us thank this morning. It's always lovely fun. to see you. Um, I hope all our readers have a, a smashing Easter. I don't know what, what constitutes a smashing Easter in most people's houses. Chocolate? Breaking an egg, yeah. Yeah, mm. bit of egg. Bacon and egg, you say? <laughs> <laughs> That's every weekend for me. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, so uh, thank you for listening. And if the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.